Hello. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing well. How are you doing today? Absolutely fantastic and very excited to talk with you because I'm, I'm going to admit and I'm going to testify as we begin this journey. And that is, is that Reggie was the first one to step forward that was in the public eye that talked about Christ. And, and I thought if he can do it, I can do it. And that's how this man has mm-hmm. touched me. Reggie was a, an incredible human and he touched many people, touched me. I never met Reggie White, but he's touched me in so many ways and um, that extends to his family. And um, he left a legacy for sure. Yeah. And when he became a Carolina Panther, oh my God, dude, I he lit up this city in ways that I've never seen before. Yeah. And, you know, it was it would have been nice, you know, I always wonder, like, could Reggie have played a couple more years? And I think the answer is yes. But when he came to Carolina, it's just like he still had it. He still had it in the tank. <laughs> You know, it's stories like Reggie's that we've got to stop ignoring. We've got to be able to dig in deeper into these into these players' lives and find out who they really are and not what we're seeing in magazines. Absolutely. And, you know, Reggie was the, the great thing about Reggie and being a co-director on a 30 for 30 film where two hours we, we examined his life and we unpeeled the layers of who he was. And still, like, um, one thing that I think was really powerful in the film is the amount of archive footage we had. You know, Reggie did many interviews. He was on talk shows. He did radio interviews. He did it all. But just to see that he still, there was still more to, to learn about Reggie. Um, and you don't see that in many, so much in athletes where they give so much access to their life in a media sense. But um, to be able to tell Reggie's story, it was it was an incredible honor. And um such a great man to go in there and look at those archives you know the, the one thing that i've always wondered what is it like for you because that's like going into someone's house and digging in the boxes in in the attic or in the garage and you're looking at their life right there in front of you it's exactly that's exactly what the experience for me um working at nfl films we are the storytellers of the national football league so I'm used to having archival footage at my disposal and being able to look at footage from the 1920s or 1950s of, of the great football gladiators that played our game. But to tell, to look, be able to have access to um, home video footage and photos and be able to, to build a relationship with Sarah White and Jeremy White and be able to see Reggie as a father playing doing arm wrestling with Jeremy White or <laughs> playing with Jeremy and, and Jacolia and, and just seeing how, you know, as Jeremy says, a, a goofball of a dad Reggie White was. It was just it was so cool. And and during this experience telling the film, I became a father. So it it, it, it hit me even more and deeper to the core of just who Reggie was and um, you know, arguably one of the greatest 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 defensive players that ever played a yeah, game yeah but he was an incredible father um and husband and a man that you know preached the word of god you know on his off day all in during off season like reggie was preaching across the country you know spreading <laughs> the gospel trying to save lives and you opportunity check out the 30 for 30 film you'll see through his teammates about how reggie had a played a pivotal part in impacting their life from the greatest, from Brett Favre to Chris Carter, Seth Joyner, like Randall Cunningham, you know, they all can just talk about at length um, just how much of an impact Reggie had on their lives. So um, 
honored to tell the story. See, this is the reason why I like 30 for 30, because you don't forget and you don't allow us to forget because you know how the sp- professional sports are these days. If you're not on that screen every night or every weekend, then then you're long forgotten. But you guys are saying, ah, 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 slow it down. You need to know how we got here. Exactly. And we're going to do it, you know, the super thankful to um, Marsha Cook and Carolyn Hepburn at ESPN Films who afforded us this opportunity. But with 30 for 30, you know, you're going to have two hours, maybe three or four hours if it's a two-part series, to be able to soak in um, from a storytelling standpoint of this individual or the specific subject and from different layers, different perspectives. You know, 30 for 30 is such an esteemed platform of sports documentary filmmaking. And, you know, just in my career, just having this opportunity is is such an honor. But the honor of telling Reggie White's story. You know, I grew up in South Jersey, about 25 minutes away from Philadelphia. Um, I'm a little younger on the younger side, born in 1992. So I didn't see Reggie White play so much, but growing up, I had the, the throwback Mitchell and Ness 92 Jersey Eagles Jersey. And I didn't even realize until I got older, how much of a, a menace and ferocious defender he was and how much of an impact he had in the, to the city of Philadelphia. So being able to tell his story, Cortland, I saw Reggie play many times. He was that one player just like Michael Jordan. You always knew where he was because your eyes were always attracted to him. Let's talk about his ability to command double teams, and that didn't even matter because he was going to hump move the, the offensive lineman, um, offensive tackle, and then this guard trying to, to block him, he was going to hump move him <laughs> and still somehow, some way, get to the quarterback in three seconds. It's, it's amazing. You know, Reggie was... It's funny in the film, you know, we ask coaches that, you know, offensive coordinators that had to prepare for Reggie. And it was like, yeah, we tried to double team him, even triple team him. But, you know, and I would ask, so what happened? It's like, he still got to the quarterback. He still caused a, a hurry or sacked the quarterback. You know, one thing to note is Reggie was such, if for anyone who might question, like, who's the greatest defensive player, all I have to say to that is 21 sacks in 12 games. 21 sacks in 12 games during the lockout season. That's unheard of. And the fact that Reggie was able to do that, that can never, ever be replicated, in my opinion. Um, And the fact that Reggie was able to hit 21 sacks in 12 games just shows how amazing of a player he was. I'm going to use a Stephen Furtickism here, and that is is that I always believe that Reggie ran to the fire. He didn't run away from the fire. He knew that he was on a mission and a calling, and he went to exactly where he needed to be. Exactly. And Reggie, one of the things that I just have to admire about him is he was courageous. Yeah. He he didn't he went against the grain, even if it wasn't always polit- politically correct or people didn't like it. You know, one of the things that in the in the sports world, um, you'll see faith and religion come up a lot where players will give glory to God. Um, they often and, and often sometimes that may be ignored or left out and Reggie he knew that that would happen. You know, Reggie started prayer circles in the yes, NFL. We see that today after the yep. game where players yep. and they, they huddle up. And I think, um, you know, I think it started to come um, more to attention. When I remember when Tim Tebow was playing, you know, when Tim knee, uh, kneeled down and things of that nature uh, for prayer during, on the sidelines. But one of the things, like, Reggie did that. And that was something that the NFL – According to Reggie's um, his interviews, the NFL tried to stop, and Norman Brayman, the then owner of the Eagles, tried to to prohibit. And Reggie Reggie doubled down on that. He's like, I wish 
I dare them to try to find us. We're going to pray at the end of the games and give glory to God. And I just, I, I applaud Reggie for his courageousness to stay true to who he was. Well, I applaud you for doing this because it's about time that we know Reggie's story. You got to come back to this show anytime in the future, Cortland. The door is always going to be open for you. Thank you so much. And thank you for having me. Well, you be brilliant today, okay? You as well.